Hi, I'm Randy, and I'm Claire, and you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. Are you ready for just a basic murder? I'm so ready. Okay, perfect. Getting back to the basics. Back to the basics. Back to why we originally started. Just this. murder. Exactly. You know, just murder. So this is the murder of Betsy Ardsmata, who was a 22-year-old student at Penn State when she was murdered in 1969. Um, she was from Holland, Michigan, and was the second of four children, and was often said to be like really sweet, but also had this independent spirit. She was very poetic, um, just well spoken, well written, very intelligent. This just is Suzanne Joven. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> except she's not German. <laughs> and there's mystery, but even more mystery Ooh, okay, than okay. Suzanne Joven. So when she graduated high school, she graduated with honors and she attended the University of Mis- Michigan where she would get a degree in English. And they said art, but I'm assuming it would be like art history or something like that. So liberal arts chick, I totally appreciate that. Um, She would go on to say that she wanted to get her master's degree in English, but she also considered going into the Peace Corps. Um, But she decided not to do that because she had a boyfriend at the time that was pretty serious. And she also wanted to get her master's degree. So she was like, I'll go get my master's degree and then I'll do the Peace Corps. But you get it for free if you do the Peace Corps. Really? Yeah. Well, apparently Betsy didn't know that. (laughs) Betsy. Someone tell Betsy. Yeah, someone tell her. Did you know the Peace Corps originated here? At no, Colorado I State didn't University. Know that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. You guys. Oh my God. Really? Yes. Neat. It is neat. You have to get a lot of shots, though. Yeah, so many. But, I hate yeah. shots. <laughs> you hate shots the most. I hate shots so much. The most hatred. The most vomit. But you should. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my body just like, this is not a joke. I just yeah. projectile vomit when needles go into yep. me, and it's so embarrassing. Yeah, if you, I'm, I don't even want to think about if you have to get like an epidural if you ever get pregnant. I'm not having a baby because of shots. <laughs> because of that specific <laughs> And reason. they're annoying. And also children. And I just but, want to care about my own interests and know what Yeah, else right. Is. I actually, I think it would be kind of cute to have kids. Anyway. It would be, but like a long time from now. Yeah. When we're bored and we've done everything interesting. Yeah, and we've prosecuted every case or well, defended every case in the world. Yes. Every criminal. Ever. All of them. And then have kids. Yes. <laughs> That's when. Okay. So anyway, so Betsy wanted to do Peace Corps after her master's program. She didn't have any kids or was, I don't think she was afraid of needles either. I don't Why? know. Why? Why can't we just talk about this story? I have no idea, but there was no clear segue for me to continue on. So we're just going to do it. Um, okay. So. Betsy would choose to go to Penn State uh, because her boyfriend at the time, David Wright, was going to attend medical school, which was located in Hershey in Pennsylvania, which was just a few towns over from where the state school was located. And um, they just wanted to be closer together. They wanted to spend more time together. They were sort of like unofficially talking about maybe getting engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So this is Suzanne Joven. Like really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounded accusatory, but it was it wasn't. I don't know yeah, why it came no. out that way. Yeah, she just is. This is this is Suzanne a different Joven, Suzanne Joven, but like at Penn State. When did? Okay, wait. How far apart did these happen? So this was in '69, and Joven was in '74. In oh, Hartford, Connecticut. That's so weird. I know. Oh my gosh, is is this unsolved? Yes, it's the same murder. <laughs> yes, but this one is a little bit. I think. 
one of the theories is pretty clean cut, and I'm really convinced that that theory is what happened. Whereas Suzanne Jovin is a little bit less certain. I would say we have that it was one terrorists. guy. It, the terrorist Al Qaeda came El- and killed her. This one college student. Oh no, she wasn't 74. She was 94. 94. 98. 98. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, because yeah, because Al Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that, and I was like, Al-Qaeda was not... I wasn't picturing it. I was picturing it in, like, the 90s, yeah. Yeah, it was 98, I think. 98 or 94. Okay. It had to be 98, because we did it last year, and that was 2018. It was was an anniversary. Oh, you're right. It was an anniversary. Okay. 98. Sorry. (laughs) Probably not the same color. 74. That's Bundy. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. Ted Bundy started killing people in 74. Okay. So... Yeah, so we have um, Betsy going to Penn State with her boyfriend. And in addition to this, um, which connects back to another case that we've talked about, but we have not covered it. Um, So her mom actually would encourage Betsy to leave Michigan because there were a few serial murders that had occurred on campuses in Ann Arbor, which is a city that was next to Holland. And for her safety... Betsy's mom wanted her to leave and go to Penn State, which was a safer campus. Darn it. Gene Cleary. That's all I have to say. Yes, Gene Cleary. Yeah, so that's exactly like the Gene Cleary case. What? Oh, you were saying Gene Cleary was the case we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We actually did cover that, and we never released it. We never released it. So if you want to release it, That's technically our first episode ever. Yeah, technically. But it's just us giggling for an hour. Because we can't get get a hold of ourselves. ourselves. Because we're so excited. But yeah, so this particular killer would later be. Oh ID'd. wait, wait, sorry, I had a question. Yes. What was the serial killer in um, Michigan? Yeah, so I'm just about. Oh, to say you are that. okay. Sorry. Yeah, so he would later be named as John Norman Collins. Oh, that who, sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't. I had never heard of him before. Um, I didn't look him up because I didn't care. But like, oh, oh, is this the? Is he also called the co-ed killer? He might be. Yeah, I know who um, that is. Yeah, John Mer Collins. Yeah, so um, he would be called the co-ed killer um, and also the- Not Ed Kemper, a different not one. Not Ed Kemper, yeah. Um, the Michigan murderer or the Ypsilanti Ripper, and he killed allegedly like seven people, um, one of them in California, et cetera. So her mom had every right to be concerned about that because he was killing people in the Michigan area, but she obviously like- her concerns were pointless because of what would happen to Betsy when she would actually go to Penn State. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty Bummer. bad. Yeah, I know, right? So during the fall break that semester, Betsy would stay at the state college in order to work on a paper for her um, English 501 class. She was extremely dedicated, which is why she didn't go back to Michigan for like Thanksgiving or anything like that. But she did, however, spend the actual Thanksgiving day with her boyfriend in Hershey, and then she would take a bus back to campus um and meet with her professor the next day which was friday november 28th 1969 so on november 28th she left her dorm room with her roommate around 4 p.m and headed to um the petit library which is on penn state's campus um it's an older library it's kind of like really compacted so like colorado state has like a pretty decently sized library there's like three, four floors, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of space. This one was a little bit older. The shelving was actually, like, iconic for being really closed in and pretty creepy. So, anyway. Um, 
That is creepy. Yeah. So they got to the library and sort of parted ways. And then she went down to the basement, which was where her professor's office was. And his name is Harrison Maceroli. And he confirmed that they spoke to each other. And he gave her a few different areas of the library that she could go and look around for books for her paper. And oh my gosh, this yeah. just is so similar. I know. That's it's so nuts. funny. Isn't it interesting? Because Suzanne also met with her teacher mm-hmm. that day. Um, and so. He gave her a few different places to check, and she just went up to the second floor and started looking for books. Um, she headed to this the level two core of the library, which is known as the stacks. And this is because of how close all of the bookshelves are and how low the ceiling is. So you can't really see what's happening in this area of the library. Oh my gosh, it's don't pretty go in confined. There. I know, it's pretty terrifying. And I read some reports of like people who recently work in the library like to this day and they're like I always look over my shoulder at, in this area because of what happened to Oh my Becky gosh, did she get murdered here? here? Yes. Okay, okay, tell me. Okay. So, the um it was really quiet, very creepy down there and at around 4:30 p.m. Betsy went down the row of books between row 50 and 51. Um, Some who were in the library at the time said that they heard a male and female voice in that area, but that there was nothing said that caused alarm. There was one report of a student who was down there who said that it sounded like they were having a little bit of an argument, but he couldn't confirm whether or not it was Betsy and someone else or if it was like another couple or Mm -hmm. something, you know, because I mean, like. It's a pretty big area. If there's like 50 plus rows of books back there, then it would kind of be hard to discern whether or not it was like the same two people or whatever. But that um, would be pretty odd to be arguing in a library loudly. Exactly. So. exactly. I mean, there probably so, wasn't multiple of those happening. No, probably not. So most likely what this person did here was Betsy and whoever she was with. So... They did say that it didn't sound like the argument was, like, intense or anything like that. It was pretty quiet. And the next sounds that they would hear was the sound of a few books falling off of the shelf and then something hitting the metal bookshelf really, like, just like a little bang and then nothing. Like Bessie's head? Yeah. Like (laughs) Betsy's body. (laughs) So, but again, it wasn't loud enough for anyone to be concerned about the situation. So nobody went and checked. And like I said, this area is extremely confined. So nobody even went down that aisle for like the next 20 plus minutes. So... What but people, if you hear a bang, like, go check. I know, right? And, that and was, people arguing. Exactly. So it must oh have been so subtle and in, like non-convenient that people just weren't even concerned about it. Or it was that bystander effect. Yeah, exactly. Where they're like, oh, whatever. Someone else will go look it's at like it. It's like somebody probably dropped Someone a book heard that. or something, you know. Someone probably is looking for it. They're probably fine. Yeah. Somebody probably dropped a book or something. So what people didn't know is that Betsy had been stabbed with a single thrust to the heart between rows 50 and 51. Gross. Yes. She she wouldn't have died instantaneously. It took her five minutes to actually die in that, that area. So she fell onto the floor, toppling books on top of her and then hitting the back of the bookshelf. So she just like fell and crumpled to the floor. Oh my gosh, she was probably like, oh, someone's going to come. Like, I'm in a, li- I'm in a library. There's people yeah, around like, me. Someone's going to come help me. me or something. And in addition to that, she actually was like, there was urine all over the floor. So she was probably so frightened and like terrified of the whole situation that she probably urinated all over the floor. Um, 
So after the incident, a student named Mary Erdley, who actually knew Betsy, heard two men say as they were walking out of the library, somebody better help that girl. And then they walked out. What? Yeah. And that doesn't cause alarm? Well, Mary was alarmed because she heard this, got a little bit confused. The clerk who was also sitting at the front desk heard them say it because they they actually said it to the clerk who was sitting in the front. But she was like, I don't know what you're talking about and was like okay because they just said it really quickly and then then both of them pieced out and she was like okay whatever and so mary heard this and was like okay i need to go find this person so she actually took the initiative and went and looked around the library to see if there was something wrong with someone and she would stumble upon betsy's motionless body in row 51 So she would call a few other students to the area and they thought she had fainted or had like a weird stroke or something because there was no blood on the ground. What? Yes. He stabbed her heart? Yes. He stabbed right through her breastbone, basically, like right underneath it and like punctured her aorta and her vena cava. So she literally like it took her about five minutes to actually die. And she was just laying in a puddle of her own urine. But there was no blood anywhere. How? I don't know. So. Oh, my um, God. Vampires. I know. Right. What? uh, Yeah. So it was. They drank it all. Exactly. That's it. How do you know? Because I'm. (laughs) Smart. So brilliant. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, so students, like I had said, originally believed she had fainted or suffered from some kind of seizure, but she had been like stabbed by with a hunting knife. So a ginormous knife that was probably like three and a half to four inches long. So like probably like that long. And it had gone completely through her body. Oh my god, you should Um, stop talking about the stabbing. It's like making my body hurt. (laughs) You said it like seven times. (laughs) I know, but it's just like really weird that she didn't bleed anywhere, which confused me for a bit. But the fact that she had been stabbed wouldn't be revealed until she got to the hospital. The internal wound bled almost completely into her lungs. So that's where all the blood went. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Isn't that odd? In addition to that, she was wearing a blood red dress. So all of the blood that actually leaked out of her body. Never wear red. Never wear red. Wear white so that everyone knows. Always. So all of the blood that had actually like leaked out of her body had soaked into her dress and nobody had seen the blood stains. That Which, is so weird. I know. Isn't that really odd that she just happens to be wearing this dress and nobody can tell that she's been stabbed in the chest? Um, so, um, yeah. So there's that. The lack of defensive wounds, however, indicated that she had been attacked from either behind or attacked by someone she knew and was completely surprised by the fact. This would also indicate why she didn't let out a scream because nobody heard a scream in the library. It was silent. That was the other creepy thing. It was just the books toppling and that weird bang, and that was it. Oh, my god! I would be so scared. That's so scary. I would never go into that library ever again. I'm never going into any library ever again. I'm not doing that. So terrifying. Um, Luckily, we don't need to anymore. Yeah, no. Like, we're done. Well, actually, no. We have to go to law school. No, I meant, like, the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyway, so after they... So, unfortunately, Betsy did die at the hospital. um, And the first... 
person that they start to investigate was David Wright, her boyfriend. Um, obviously, in any murder investigation, the significant other is important to look at, into first. My parking but... expired, and I was trying oh, to do no. it earlier, but it looks like <laughs> I was being rude and not paying attention to you. No, you're good. Um, Sorry. You're good. I was trying to do it, like, really discreetly. Okay, That's there we go. So... There we go. There we go. But okay. I, I felt like I was being really rude because you kept looking at me like, um, pay attention it's to like, me. It's like, excuse me. What the hell? I wish I feel that because I cannot talk to people unless we're looking at each other in the eyes. Yeah, that's I fair. can't do it. Well, I can do it, but like, I, I feel like eye contact is extremely essential when you're me having too. a conversation me with too. someone. You need to like acknowledge their existence and that they're listening to you and then look off every once in a while or whatever. Like I just did. Okay. Um, anyway, so Dr. Stephen Margles, who was David's roommate at the time and obviously became a doctor because they were both going to I'm sorry. School. Who is David? I'm very sorry. His, her, <laughs> her boyfriend. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, because okay, obviously, okay, you said that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then her boyfriend's roommate. Mm-hmm. Is it doctor? Yeah. Doctor. Well, because he's. Why is a doctor roommates with a college student? No, he is now a doctor. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. So they. They were getting their medical degrees together, and then he would make this statement later. So um, Dr. Stephen would say that Dave was a big suspect because whoever it was stabbed her in the vena cava, and because he was a medical student who would have known where to plunge the knife, it just makes sense. So he was originally a suspect, but he has a really, really solid alibi. David told investigators that he was studying with his friends at the time of the murder in Hershey, and All of his friends corroborated this, like he was absolutely in Hershey at the time of the murder. In addition to that, he last saw uh, Betsy when he dropped her off at the bus stop um, after she had spent Thanksgiving with him and his family and all of his friends. And David said that it would be his biggest regret that he didn't insist that she stay for the weekend in Hershey because maybe she might have lived. And he has made a lot of heartfelt statements about how much he regrets the fact that he didn't insist that she stay with him and that he wishes that um, he had been more forceful with it, which I don't blame him for that. But at the same time, I'm like, she probably would have been irritated with you anyway, yeah. you know, because she had an appointment with her teacher and she was really dedicated to her master's program and probably would have left no matter what. Okay. Second theory. If it's not a vampire, okay. is it Dr. Hodel? <laughs> Obviously. Because the there's 1940s. no blood. Because no blood. Yeah, exactly. So he killed the Black Dahlia, and then he stopped killing people, and then he moved all the way to Pennsylvania, and then murdered Betsy, totally out of character. Just, like, stabbed her. Yeah, but <laughs> no blood no and blood. knows where to stab her. Mm-hmm. Silent killer. Probably Dr. Hodel. Probably. I think you might be right. Well, we'll add that to the list okay. of theories. So, again, David was removed as a suspect because of his alibi that was corroborated that by sense. several people. Um, and all of them obviously had the same story. Do we like David? We do like David. David? Yeah, he's very sweet, and he was very emotionally distraught at all of this because this was, like, his girlfriend, and they had plans on getting married, and, you know, it it was just a really big mess. So many suspect that the murderer would have been someone she knew personally. Yes, if she's, like, in a library with Mm -hmm. them. In addition, her friend Laura would come forward and say that Betsy never wore dresses. So it was odd (gasps) that she was wearing one to go and do research in the library and just casually go see her professor. Oh, my gosh, unless she's in love with her professor. Or (gasps) in love with some other student, maybe, and she was meeting him for a romantic rendezvous. No, don't do that to David. David loves you, Betsy. I know. What the hell? 
hell. She totally did, though. Betsy. Um, so usually Betsy would wear pretty casual clothing. Again, she was just going to the library. But you so... know what? It could have been one of those, like, you know how when you're going to take a really important test and you look really cute because it yes. makes you feel better? Yes. It could have been Dress one of those. Dress for success. Yeah, it could have been one of those situations. I totally get that. I have absolutely 100% done my hair, like, worn something super cute, and just, like, sat in the library for three hours. Yeah, it makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah, it does. It makes you look a little bit more studious, a little bit more serious. Yeah, and you're like, I look the part. Yeah. So I'm going to. So I'm going to kill this. Yes. You know? Kill this. I know. I said that, and then I was like, oh, that was probably inappropriate. (laughs) You're so insensitive. (laughs) I know. I'm the worst. Okay. So one theory. Okay. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Question before we do theories. Yes. Does Betsy have any weird things about her that would make anyone want to hurt her or nothing so that was the thing that confused police the most so currently the case is still open and the case file is 1600 pages so they are looking into almost every aspect but they cannot find any sort of motive which is how these random theories start abounding and the first one we're going to talk about is that Um, People think that Betsy happened upon a gay sexual encounter while she was walking through the library. This is a theory because um, one of the professors at Penn State, Mary Willard, found near where um, Betsy was murdered, she found like a whole bunch of semen everywhere. Mm -hmm. So she had used a black light because she worked in the lab. I think she was a I think she was a chemistry professor. And so she went to the she went to the crime scene just like unprovoked and like had a black light and shown it all over the entire area where um, Betsy had been killed and found a ton of semen and body fluid and just gross like stuff. recent yeah like stuff that clearly I mean like because I mean it's a library it's a li- <laughs> college I know, so I was just gonna say that do you remember that so, episode of Friends where yes, Ross's book is in the in the thing yeah and, yeah yeah That's and then he has sex in the of. library and for some reason like the library is like a weird destination for some people to like check off the bucket list of like of weird sex places to have sex yeah I mean like I feel like the Collegian has published an article about like weird like the craziest places to have sex on campus and the library, the basement of the CSU library, which looks similar to the stacks at Penn State. I mean, no one goes down there. Yeah, no one goes down there. And there's these big sections of like big research. Oh my God, what if someone, what if someone thought that someone was having sex and they were like, I'm not going to go check on that to be polite. Yes, probably. (laughs) One of the students probably could have thought that. I mean, that's probably what I would have thought. I would have been like, oh my God, I need to leave. Yeah. Um, So there was a ton of bodily fluids and she got really concerned that possibly... Betsy had like stumbled upon two people and because there was so much semen they assumed that it was two men having sex and they killed her to keep her quiet. Okay, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right either. <laughs> and I think it's kind of rude to assume that. I think that's rude too. Now, also, why is... is this professor up in here with a black light? Has this scene not been processed or like what's mm, going on? Okay, so that's the other thing. The scene okay. was not processed properly because people didn't know that she had been killed. They thought she oh, had yeah. fainted or something. But they figured it out like 10 minutes later at the hospital, right? Well, no, they didn't figure it out until they got to the hospital. So it probably would have been like 20 to 30 minutes There's like minutes an ambulance. Later. I mean, still, yeah. 
20 or 30 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, and it didn't get relayed back to the actual police and everything that she had been killed. Because it's just like an emergency vehicle coming and picking up a girl that they think has fainted. And I don't know about how that works with vital signs and all of the technology that was required for, like, ambulances in 1969. But clearly they didn't know that she had, in fact, died or was going to die from the stab wound. They didn't even know she had a stab wound until she got to the hospital. So mm. they cleaned... And you, they don't have 911 yet, so no, probably so took a minute to get there. probably took a second. And the janitor cleaned up <gasps> the area. Janitor! Yeah, I know, because she had urinated everywhere. So they were like, we need to clean this up. Right now, because it's a bodily fluid and it's like dangerous and it's a public place. And they had no idea it was a crime scene because there was no blood anywhere. And so they cleaned up the entire area and basically contaminated everything. There were students everywhere because there was a collapsed student in the library and they were all looking on to make sure she was okay. They were administering like mouth to mouth and everything like they thought that she was going to live. And um, it was just not great. I still, like, feel like that's irresponsible to clean it up, though, because even if you think she had a stroke, like, she could have, someone could have pushed her, like, something. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't jump to nothing sinister happened so right. quickly. Exactly. Because that's she was kind of alone weird. and they found her body just yeah. collapsed with books on top of her. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. Something's not right. But the theory that the reason why this theory sort of abounded a little bit was because there were a whole bunch of gay pornographic novels that had been stuffed into one of the shelves that were nearby. So it looked like someone had like had all of these books out and Okay, well that seems like one you know, person's doing yeah, stuff, not exactly. two. So that's probably just like one person who did that once before Betsy got there. Or like maybe kept all of those books there in secret and had been doing that for months because there was semen all over the place. That's just not a reason to kill somebody. That is a reason to be like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Please don't tell anybody. Right. And I mean, this is 1969. So the gay rights movement hadn't really cemented in the minds of the American public or society. So we also have to take into account the probable like danger of two gay students being found out. But again, it just is not probable because... Nobody heard anything of like a, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, like her stumbling upon something like this. Yeah. And I just feel like she would have made an exclamation, but instead people just heard whispers and a conversation that was happening. And it sounded between a male and a female and not a male, like two males and a female. Um, So I just feel like an argument would have ensued and there would have been a little bit more of a struggle if she had stumbled upon something accidentally Yeah, like she would have that. screamed for sure if yeah, someone was absolutely. coming at her. And then where would the knife have come from? You know what I mean? Like if it's two gay men having sex, your pants would be down. And wh- I just don't know where that would have happened either. Yeah, that's and that just seems so, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not impossible, seems, but it's, no. I don't. But it's not Next the theory. most probable. Next. Next. Okay. <laughs> theory one, check. Okay. Another theory is that Betsy was murdered by drug dealers. Okay. And this one has a couple different versions to it. So one is that she actually witnessed a drug deal in the stacks and was murdered to keep her quiet. Again, there would have more been believable. a struggle. But again, yeah, a little bit more believable than the sex thing. Um. The theory seemed from the fact that a drug dealer from Philadelphia had shown up on state police intelligence just before the murder in that area. Um, In addition to that, we also have one of the people who was on the scene named Mike Simmers. He was a trooper at the time, and he says that 
it wasn't this particular drug dealer because it turns out that he was actually still in Philadelphia and that their intelligence had been incorrect. Also, I feel like if you're an experienced drug dealer, you're not selling drugs to college students as students in a library. Yeah, no. That seems really stupid. It does kind of seem a little stupid. But at the same time, it's like a subtle area, kind of a creepier area. So I would kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like, no, if I'm a drug dealer, I'm not going onto a college (laughs) campus. True. And like making my yeah, like, and be as like myself my known drop. on a college campus. That's really yeah, no. stupid. I agree. But it could be a dumb drug dealer. Yeah, it could be. And this was also during break, so there weren't as many people on campus. So like, that's even worse, actually. That true. makes you, re- like, you really noticeable. Like, it's like you're visible at this time. Why were you here? Yeah. Et cetera. So I don't know. Maybe it was just someone stupid that was doing it. But another version of this is that Betsy actually knew the drug dealer and she was killed by them because she watched this drug deal happen. And this is because one of Phil- uh, one of um, Betsy's friends, Phyllis, said that two state troopers came to D.C. when she was living there to interview her in regards to one of their friends insinuating that their friend was a drug dealer. So that's another mm, theory. That, that makes kind of kind of yeah, makes sense. That yeah, could, that one could play a little bit more than just like a random drug deal because... They could have had, like, a conversation about it, and then she could have been like, I have to go to someone about this, and the guy or girl could have freaked out and stabbed her. Yeah, but, like, Um, automatically stabbing someone that walks around the corner. Maybe they thought it was somebody else. Yeah. Or something like that. That makes even more sense. Yeah, I feel like if she stumbled upon a drug deal, knowing them or not, the automatic response wouldn't be to stab her. Yeah, and no. if that and it had to have been the automatic response, mm-hmm. or she wouldn't have, or she like she would have screamed or something if it yeah if it wasn't a friend, or like even if like I feel like whoever did it, friend or like stranger or whatever, mm-hmm. it would have had to be been done so quickly. Yeah, it would have it would have had to have been a very fast interaction. And because of the silence, I'm not as convinced of the drug dealing. Me neither, yeah. Or any sort of like shocking surprise that she would have stumbled upon yeah. within this row of books. Because she'd have been like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah, don't or stab like me. make a sound yeah. or something. It would have to be a surprise. Uh-huh. It would have to be something that she wasn't necessarily expecting. So... Oh my gosh. Is it her boyfriend? Not her boyfriend, but the guy she is... Never mind. I don't want to. Is that a theory? (laughs) It is a theory. We'll talk about that in a second. So um, investigators asked her friend Phyllis whether she thought Betsy would have said anything if she had knew her friends were involved in a drug ring. And they said she would have reported it um, to the police. Uh, She would have reported it to the police because she like, I mean, like she was a good person. But if she was friendly enough with this person, she would have just been like, okay, whatever. Like, she wasn't Mm -hmm. super concerned about that stuff. Because, like I said, she's, like, an independent person, a poet, a little bit off the cuff. Like, she's not a traditional style student. Like, she's a very, I mean, like, I could totally see her going to, like, some sort of protest and putting flowers in people's guns, you know? Yeah. A little bit of a flower like she power, could be a little bit. Like, convinced You can do whatever you want. It's not you know? a big deal, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I also could see her as a beatnik in the 80s, like, snapping your fingers and drinking really dark coffee. Um... But anyway, those the theory, people are easily persuaded. They are, and they accept a lot of things. I know that. You know what I'm I mean? definitely that way. Like you oh, could yeah. convince me of, of anything. Like <laughs> I needed to murder this person, <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, you it's totally okay. could. That's why you always say you could totally make it in a cult. Oh my gosh, I, I would be so so good I'm in like, a cult. Strong willed, but only on certain things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Other than that, very easily convinced. 
Um, so the theory that is the most plausible, at least in my mind, um, but it's not my favorite. I do have a favorite theory, and I'm going to talk about it at the end. Okay. Um, but it is that she was murdered by her ex-lover, Richard Hafner. Okay. I knew, I feel like this scenario really gives way to some sort of romantic right? scenario some because sort of she's stress. dressed yeah. up. They're meeting in a quiet, secluded Good place. place. And her murder was such a surprise that she didn't scream. So, like, either somebody came up who wanted her dead, like an ex-boyfriend or something, or mm-hmm. they were having a conversation and he got really angry. angry. Or maybe she had a secret on somebody. Yeah, right? Like, a, like she's like, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> that sort Ooh, of That's style. another good one. Mm-hmm, exactly. Another good scary movie for her. Our scary movie conversation. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie, but I have heard of the title, obviously. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, Richard... The Ghost Whisperer is in that one. Oh, she is? hmm Interesting. Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Those who don't know what we're talking about. Okay. Um. So, Richard was also a student at Penn State when Betsy attended school. He specifically said that he dated Betsy while they were in college and while she was still with David. Betsy, stop it. I know. So obviously it was just this little fling. She was kind of like, whatever, because David was all the way in Hershey and she was still in the state college. Um, I'm not sure exactly where that's located. I don't know where Penn State is. If you know, let me know. Um, But she started to get... I don't know. She started to, like, not be as interested in Richard when she figured out that David wanted to be more serious and was, like, considering getting married to her. And they were talking about, like, actual life plans. And she was like, I can't keep doing this to you. Um, And I I can't keep doing this to you or to David, obviously. It's just, like, not healthy. So she decided to call off everything. And then, of course, that would insinuate that she was going there to meet Richard to tell him that they couldn't be together anymore, that it was over, and that he got really, really angry and stabbed her. Yes. Um, if I can't have you, nobody, nobody can. can. Betsy. I hate that. But why stupid. is she dressed up so cute? I don't know. Maybe she was like, I'm going to let him down easy, but I'll let him look one more time. <laughs> or maybe she was like, "I'll let me test this out and I'll see yeah. how I feel about it. Yeah. Maybe we can have angry sex in the Just library. Just one time. One angry more time. breakup sex. Breakup sex. Yeah. There you go. Betsy, quit it. It's like, that's not good. That's even worse than just breaking up with someone. I know. You don't deserve David. David. No, she clearly does not. She's dead. We're being so rude. I know. Do not disrespect the dead. Okay. So Richard was questioned by police, but not in a lot of detail. Uh, The people who knew him called him a sociopath, and he would exhibit really aggressive behavior throughout his lifetime. So I, this is why I am more lenient towards Richard actually being the killer. So in 1975, Richard was arrested for allegedly molesting a 13-year-old boy. Then sensational trials shed some light into his extremely erratic and bizarre behavior. Ultimately, his trial ended in a hung jury in 1979, and he cleared his name. But for the remainder of his life, he was continually in and out of trouble with law enforcement. So, like, in 1992, he was accused of inappropriate behavior with a child again. And in 1998, he was charged with assaulting a woman in a, in a parking lot. Um, he kicked and punched the woman with such force that he dislocated her jaw and loosened <sighs> several of her teeth. So he clearly had some aggression towards women and had some weird sexual tendencies towards children. Um, so I'm sure that well, when... Well, got a hung jury, so we can't say so that. So we can't allegedly had some 
bad sexual experiences with children. Um, all sexual experiences with children are bad. Sorry. <laughs> That's not great. Okay, so um, he's not that great. He got his doctorate in geology, and his neighbors apparently hated him. Um, unfortunately, he died in 2002 of a heart attack, but his only living relative, his nephew— Oh, my God. Deathbed confession? Well, no. So his okay. ne- he didn't say anything, but his nephew was like 100% convinced that he committed this crime. In addition to that, his mother made a statement um, saying that he tried to attack her and she would yell. She yelled at him. She was like, I know you killed that girl. Why don't you just kill me? Or something like that. Something to that effect. So just not really great. And you know what else? You mentioned he was a sociopath. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like sociopaths are so good at convincing people and manipulating people. So mm-hmm. he probably, if anyone, you know, could convince someone with such a, you know, a diff- like a, such a good future ahead of her right. to throw that away for something, I feel mm-hmm. like a sociopath could. Oh, totally. Because they have no emotion, so they're really good mm-hmm. at faking them and really good at playing off of actual people well they're actual people but people's real emotions yeah yeah people who are not sociopaths um so i'm pretty convinced that richard probably had something to do with it considering that there is heavy evidence that he was involved with betsy while she was at penn state in addition to that just the way that she was dressed and all the insinuation of her friends saying like that was really weird that she dressed like that she was just gonna go study somewhere and then of course all of the people saying that they heard a male voice in addition to a female voice in that same area and the fact that the stab wound was so close and in like it was a one-off like very quick and there was no scream it also means that she probably knew the person who was uh, attacking her so That fact eliminates two of our theories about the weird drug deal and the gay sex, but, and there's also no proof that she was actually friends with a drug dealer. But he he doesn't have, like, a medical background, so how did he Mm -hmm. know how to stab her and kill her in one stab? I'm not sure. Maybe he got lucky. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe it was, like, just, like, a full-on, just, like... Maybe he researched it. He was in the library. I... (laughs) Do some light reading on how to stab someone someone in one stab and make them not bleed. But my favorite theory, which includes one of my favorite people. Your favorite people? Yeah. Oh my gosh, can I guess? I like guessing so much. I haven't (laughs) been able to guess anything today that Claire's been telling me. (laughs) Okay, so you know this person who may have killed her. I know them? Not personally, but you know who (laughs) they are. That is really vague. <laughs> I can't give you more details because you'll just know immediately. Okay. I'm just mad that I couldn't guess that serial killer you were telling me about earlier today. Oh, yeah. You still haven't guessed I know. it. And I'm not going to tell you what it is because I may do it for the next episode. I'm angry. Yeah. About that. <laughs> okay, wait. Just give me a hint because you're going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Okay. So he moved around a bit. Born in Virginia. Ted Bundy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this theory is actually very plausible because if you remember from my 11-part episode, which if you don't, it's totally (laughs) fine. Um, So because at the time of her death, Bundy was attending Temple University (gasps) in Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. Okay, but he wasn't like that clean of a killer. No, he was not. So um, there are some issues with this. It's my favorite one because I just wish... I don't wish it's not it, impossible. but like it would be so interesting if this is actually what happened because Betsy fits his M.O. 
perfectly. She is young, brunette, and parts her hair down the middle. And she's a co-ed. And he met her in a library, which, I mean, like... Oh, my gosh. That scene from Shocking, the the home... Extremely wicked, yeah. In a library? Yeah, I know. When the girl sees him and she's like, oh, I'm leaving. Yeah, and then he gets kicked out. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh, my gosh. I could totally see him going trolling in a library for murder victims. And, like, she could technically be one of his first victims because he wouldn't kill people until 74. And But that um, doesn't align with his trigger. No, it does not. Uh, because, well, actually it does, because he had just figured out uh, that his dad was like an asshole and that his uh, sister was his mom because he had figured that out in Virginia during this mm-hmm. trip. And um, Right, but not the fiancé thing. No, he had not officially like done the whole thing with um, Stephanie where I think... Diane, I, I feel like. I feel like the, word Di- the name Diane is in my head for some reason. I think Diane is her real name, and Stephanie Brooks is her. You're right, you're right. Okay, yep. yeah, so with Diane, and um, he hadn't, like, fake proposed and, like, been like, I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. and then hung up the phone. So there are some things that don't necessarily align, and in the episode, I do talk about how it does seem sort of n- impossible that he would have killed before uh, the, the summer of murder, <laughs> um, but I think it was 74. Was it 74 or 73? I don't remember. There's a lot of dates and such in that episode. Okay. But I think that he could have been... It was 74. This is, like, not as dramatic as his other crimes, so mm-hmm. this could have been, like, testing it out. Yeah, this could have been one of the first ones, and he was like, let's see if I could even do it. Yeah. Um. So it's very possible that he did this. Imagine being like, I'm just going to stab someone and see how it goes, and then you you pull yeah. off this kind of stabbing where they yeah, don't bleed. Like, and like, yeah, and it's like so effective, and, and you're, you're like, like, wow, I am I'm so good yes, at this. Yes, this is what created Ted Bundy. Oh, my God. Because he was like, this is my calling. I have yes, to do this. Like, I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our uh, final theory, and... um. One of the problems, another problem with Bundy is that he always had a plan to remove the body Mm -hmm. because he had necrophilia and um, he would take the the bodies with him into his vehicle. And that was his whole thing. It's like he would lure the women to his car specifically so that he could hit them over the head and then not kill them until he got to the secondary location. So... um, it doesn't really fit everything about his um, modus operandi, but at the same time, he hadn't really fulfilled his first official murder, which was Linda Ann Healy in 74. Um, so he doesn't, we don't need to like keep him to this. Yeah, no. Like, this pattern yeah, yet, yet. Because he was not at that point right. where he had solidified what he wanted to do. Right. Like, and he was mm-hmm. a planner. He this makes sense. This I know, makes a lot of I sense. Know. Actually. I was actually kind of. Is he on um, anyone else's list for. Did you come up with this theory, or is he on, like, some people think? Some people think okay. this. Yeah, no, this I was could totally legitimate. see you just kind of I know, like, right? This it's is like, what oh happened. my God, Bundy was there at the same time. <laughs> no, um, I read this on a legitimate website. So people are, um, like, looking into it? Yeah, police did look into <gasps> the, the fact that Bundy could have done it. Oh my but gosh, I just got chills. I know, that I know. Weird. It's really interesting, and I just, I'm slightly convinced that it is slightly possible because of, like we said, he had not fulfilled all of his, like, murder murders that we talk about so often. Um, I mean, obviously, the first one being Linda Ann Healy, and that pattern would continue throughout his entire life. But 
it would just be so cool if that was what happened. <laughs> Not really cool. I know that sounds so bad, but like it would be so interesting. We all, all of us here know how much you love yeah. that story. So I know. you can say whatever you want. We won't judge okay, you. It would be so interesting. That me. would be so interesting. And it would make so much sense because he's not he's not murdering in such a dramatic fashion and he's mm-hmm. not fulfilling these particular needs that derive from the fiance thing. So right. it would make total sense that he did multiple other murders before that mm-hmm. didn't fit the same mold. But and right. we have that whole statement of add two figures and you'd be right. Yeah. Exactly. In terms of his murder count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we know that he murdered more people than he mm-hmm. was than caught he has murdering. Been yeah. Officially confirmed to have killed. Yeah. So like there's a list of like a lot of people <laughs> probably that Yeah, exactly. And I mean he's been accused of like Arliss's Arliss Perry's murder, but he has been discounted because he was hella in Utah at the time. Yeah. Gas slips. Um, but it would just be, he is in this area and at this time. And it's in a library. That yes. Is, that makes so much sense. At a university. I'm not sure how far away Temple is from Penn State, but it would totally make sense because he was actually attending. Um, but he was going the, out of his way to yes. murder people all the time. Like, distance yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, he does not care about that. I mean, like, when he would kill people in Utah, he would bury their bodies hundreds yeah. and hundreds of miles away. One of the women in Colorado was found in a mine shaft. So, I mean, like, he'll put the body somewhere. But, like, this one was just, it was, it would just be so interesting if this was, like, the first one. I just think it's a juicy theory. Did he know his fiance at the time? Yeah. So, like, that, so we at least have the physical Yes, because he had, oh my gosh. Yes, he met Diane in 64. Okay. And then they broke up, or no, yeah. And then I think they broke up in 68. So it would have been a year. Trigger. Yes. (gasps) Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. That's so crazy. So it's like all of this acclamation, and then he was like, I have to better prepare for right. the next time. Yeah, he was like, that was that was fine, but I can do better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she does oh my gosh. look like can Diane. Can you see a photo? Yes, let me show you. I know. Yeah, she looks just like her. Now I'm actually kind of sad I looked at that because she's so... She's so cute. She's so cute. Yeah. It's pretty tragic, but... Yeah, How come so, in, like, old photos, people are never looking at the camera? I don't know what that is. I feel like people, they're always like, look over here, look up That's here. so weird, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to ask you what you thought the best theory was, or, like, your favorite theory out of all of the ones that I discussed. Which one do you think is the most plausible for what happens? Probably Richard. Yeah. I think Richard because it would make sense that she was dressed up. It would make, like, those things... They just don't align with Bundy being the killer. Yeah. Because why would she get dressed up to go? Unless she, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see any of these theories working out, but the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so too. And, um, and the sociopath thing like really convinces me because people that have, that are sociopaths are so good at manipulating people to do things out mm-hmm. of character. And if she, if her friends are saying there's no way she would be dressed like that to go study or like, you know, all of these things that are out mm-hmm. of the ordinary would make a lot of sense if a sociopath was convincing you to do them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably, for me, also the most plausible theory. Because, like like I said, drug dealers, gay sex, I mean, very, 
interesting, but so, she, she would have screamed. She would have done something. Or, like there would have been like a oh my god, like a yeah. shot something. Right. Um. So I don't think or should have tried running. Something would have happened. Yeah, I don't think stumbling upon something like that would have mm-hmm. occurred. And uh, yeah, you just have to like. And if she had, you'd have to like follow her and like kill her later and like surprise mm-hmm. attack because you couldn't have done it so instantaneously right then and there. Yeah. Um. And the drug dealer makes more sense than the, the gay sex one because why are you carrying a hunting knife? Yeah. To go have sex in the library. Yeah, and it was like four inches long. It's just unless not, that's like a kink you have or something. Like, it's like I don't know. I I wouldn't express my kinks in the middle of <laughs> the a library. library. But uh, well, the library itself could be a kink. A kink, I guess. I could no kink shaming. No, not here. at all. Yeah, no. But but that doesn't maybe, really make sense to have a like a hunting knife with you. But yeah. a drug deal, like a stupid drug dealer who's <laughs> doing it yeah. in the library, might be like. I should have, might be like super extra. Like I should carry around a hunting knife to, yeah. And then was like, I'm going to stab you. And then I'm going to stab you. And then she didn't yell or scream. And she was like, okay. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to know. I know. It's really frustrating because there's like no evidence. No, that's really it. There's, there's what... no evidence and no motive because yeah. she was a really nice person and she had a ton of friends and like nobody had any sort she of She might have had like a total double her. live situation though. Like, um, oh, yeah. I'm thinking of like Maura Murray. Oh, yeah. yeah something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. where she's like a total, everyone thinks she's, she's a like, totally girl next door, good mm-hmm. student. And then she does have this like, like other life going on. persona mm-hmm. that nobody knows about. Yeah, that's totally plausible too. And she was. I mean, she was the poetic type. She was really chill with everything. Like, she wasn't an uppity sort of whatever. Like, she wasn't like Suzanne Joven in that fact because, mm-hmm. I mean, she was having an affair, kind of. She was cheating on her boyfriend, and she knew she possibly knew drug dealers. And um, her friend said that she would have told the police, but if they were really good friends with the drug dealers, she would have said, eh, whatever. So, or someone could have been like, listen, this is why I'm being a drug dealer. yeah. It's not that bad. It's not it's a like big it's deal. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. And she probably would have been totally chill with it. So um, she wasn't the sweet girl next door. She was more of the off-the-cuff type. But still, everybody liked her. So there's no reason to kill her. And Richard is the only one who has the motive if he if she broke up with him and was like, I'm not, I can't do this. And since he had a level of sociopathy he could have been like Bundy and disassociated himself for a second and was like, well, that's not like that's not fair or you're treating me poorly or whatever. Like and then just stabbed her. Yeah. It's like you get what you deserve, sort of like, how dare mm, you yep. do this to me? Yeah. You deserve to die for this. I'm still hung up on this. The. uh, The stab. Mm hmm. That's but it was pretty point. It's pretty perfect. Yeah. And it was done with such force that there were like bruises all over her chest. Like it was very forceful. Um, Because I don't know. That I've doesn't really that make sense with anybody. Yeah. No. That might have just been like a like a random. Yeah. It might have just been a pure yeah. anger sort of thing. Which only makes sense with Richard. Yeah. Because Bundy probably didn't have that much anger yet. Probably not. He would have a ton in Florida at, towards mm-hmm. the end, but he wouldn't be so violent like that. I mean, he was violent, but, like, not to that extent. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it's very interesting. There's a lot of theories that could fit with it, but I think Richard is the most plausible, and so do many people. There's actually a— What's the holdup, then? Like, why can't they prove it's him? Uh, There's no evidence to prove that it's him, including, like, physical evidence or—I mean, like—and also Richard's Richard's dead, so there's no testimonies or anything like that. The only thing they have is that they do, in fact, know that they had a sexual relationship— and that can they um, put him there or anything like that? Nope, they didn't have cameras or anything. So, I mean, I don't even know if they know oh gosh, if he how was on campus. I know, I know. So being it's, a detective, yeah, and it's like, well, great. I don't have any evidence to prove you were here. Fabulous. So that's why they relied on expert testimonies that weren't experts in anything, <laughs> like teeth. <laughs> So, yeah. So that's the story of Betsy's murder. If anyone wants to, like, tell me what their theory is, like, aliens, aliens came and killed her. Or the mob. Or maybe some other terrorist organization. <laughs> okay, we don't need to provoke outlandish. <laughs> All of those are irrational. Yeah. But um, I think the Bundy theory is really interesting, like I said multiple it, yeah. times. Um, I think it would be fascinating if that's actually what happened. Or some other serial killer in the mm-hmm. area. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there were. I don't know if there were any active serial killers. There's like a lot of active serial killers the all the time. All the time, constantly. That we don't know about. Yeah. Yes. People are dying all, all over the place. It's just. It's an great. epidemic. It's serial killers. Murder is an epidemic. Revelation. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Oh my god. Murder is an epidemic. That should be our slogan. <laughs> we don't have any slogans. That is what it is. Someone now. think of a slogan for us because mm-hmm. and we'll make a t-shirt. It's been like Ooh, we could make a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody like, just... listens to this. No. Nope, but we could have one <laughs> for ourselves, yeah. Yeah, and we'll be like, "Oh, it's this obscure podcast. You <laughs> you wouldn't know it." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so uh, let me know what you think the theories are for who killed her or what killed her or if she's even dead at all. I don't know. <laughs> let me know. Um, I'll post a picture of Betsy and the stacks at the Penn State Library. You can tell me if they're creepy or not. And there you go. That's it. <laughs> Murder, baby. <laughs> this does remind me of, like, in the University of Oklahoma's library. They have, like, an old library. Mm-hmm. And then they have, like, in the basement. And then yeah. they have the newer one on the top. And when I used to do debate, there would be, like, debate rounds in rooms down there. And it would be so confusing because the numbering would be the same mm-hmm. on both. But the one in the basement kind of had the same feel. Like, really dark and creepy. Yeah, dingy and, a little bit. Like, I'm just sorry. If I'm committing a crime, like a drug deal... I'm not going somewhere where it's so obvious that a drug deal would happen. Yeah, no. Like the basement of a library. Yeah, that is so, I don't know. Yeah. Just I've, stereotypical of a drug deal. Yeah. I've been on a date in the basement of a library. What did you do there, Claire? We sat Care and, to enlighten us? Oh, my God. Not that. We, <laughs> we sat and we chatted and then we looked at books and it was great. I had a great time. I know. Uh, it was my dream date. That's cute. Who yeah. Who was this? Uh, <laughs> his name is Nathan. Give us names his first name is, and last. No, I'm not telling you his last name. His name is Nathan, and he's very nice, and I think he lives in Tennessee now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's it. It was very sweet. 
That is cute. Had a good time. I'm imagining you in the library, and it's really funny because you yell when you talk. I do. <laughs> You're such yeah. a loud talker. But it was on a day, it was like on a random, I think it was like a Friday, and nothing was happening, and we sat down there, and nobody bothered us, and we chatted. We literally, like, sat on the floor against, like, our backs against the bookshelves and, like, faced each other. It was so cute. That is cute. I know. And now I, I think he's making music. I don't know. Ew. Yeah. Like country music? No. He's in Tennessee? No, I don't think so. Okay. Anyways, next <laughs> next week we will, you know what the theme is? Succinctness. Succinctness? Yes, we're going to be succinct. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> we just like. We rattled on know. and on today. Yeah. Something about today. We just both really Just had a talkative. lot to say. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fine. But yeah, so next week will be very quick, 30-minute episodes, and I will we literally will not speak to each other. It'll just be it'll just be one of us saying No, that's the boring. Thing. Yeah. That's really, really boring. But we did that once and it wasn't great. No. But sorry about if you wanted a shorter episode, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye.